This is an important message from the School of Strength in Vega about mental well-being. At the School of Strength, we believe that mental well-being is as important as physical well-being, but it's a very difficult thing to control. Here are our top tips. Do some exercise. Limit your social media. If you find things that tick you off, Get to the gym and get your muscles moving. Enjoy your time being alone. Listen to you. Seven or nine hours of quality sleep in a dark, cool room without your devices is good for you. Be kind and use positive words to help yourself and others. Sprinkle kindness everywhere. To quote Tick Nut Hun, if while washing the dishes we only think of the cup of tea that awaits us, thus hurrying to get the dishes out of the way as if they were a nuisance, then we are not washing the dishes to wash the dishes. Do one task at a time as best you can. Oh, and remember, it's okay not to feel okay. Okay? Reach out for support if you need it. Schoolofstrength.com.au School of Strength Vega presents SOS Chats, a podcast where everyday humans chat to me, Adrian Day, about their mental health journey. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of SOS Chats. This podcast is coming to you from the lands of the Dirringunge people of the Ewan Nation, and we acknowledge and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm your host, Adrian Day, founder and head coach of the School of Strength in Vega. I'll be talking to everyday people about their mental health journey. I am not a mental health professional, but I am a damn good listener. The conversations on this podcast are unedited. The clock will keep ticking for 40 minutes, and we will talk candidly about our mental health challenges. If there are tears, there are tears. It's what life is all about. We have to keep moving forward. If this podcast brings up any issues for you, always know that you can reach out to organizations such as Lifeline on 131114, where help is available anytime, day and night. There is always someone willing to listen to you. Remember, it ain't weak to speak. Now, if you've lived in the Bega Valley for the past decade or so, you would have heard the dulcet tones of our first guest over the airways telling you the local news and regional stories. He was also the leading voice and face that's helped us through some of our biggest natural disasters in living memory in the Bega Valley. He is a media and communication specialist, a storyteller, presenter, and currently the National Communications Director at Palliative Care <laughs> Australia. Welcome, Ian Campbell, to SOS Chats. Thanks, Adrian. It's a real pleasure and honour to be here and be guest one on your podcast series. I'm really interested to see where you, where you take this. You're, you're a good one for starting conversations at, at SOS, and this seems like a natural, natural progression. And, and um, look, the Campbells are great fans of... What's the name of that podcast? Um, the, ah, oh, <laughs> it's about mental health. What is the name of that podcast? It's really good. I'll think of it. Who but is it's it? about famous people talking about how they cope. The Imperfects? The Imperfects. That's it. Thank you. So. And I see this as the Bega Valley version of The Imperfects, oh, well, but with local people, real people, rather than the celebs they get. Mate, let's just hope, you know, I just hope, because I listened to the one with Ursula, Ursula Carson. Oh, yeah. Um, when she was Mrs. Claus, 
and I just hope that it doesn't go down that path because um, <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Mate, but yeah, <laughs> let's just look. Look, your kids are old enough because they'll be there's some stuff in there that is not there for okay. um for the little ears. <laughs> okay. Let's let's just put it that way. But yeah, all right. Where do we start? Look, it's a tough one because you know SOS chats is about. Our mental health journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've all struggled with those, you know, with those big things, anxiety, depression, you know, thoughts, you know, you know, thoughts of suicide. So that's where I probably think that we'll probably start because we'll probably start there and then from there we'll basically figure our way down to the bottom and go, yeah, okay. thank yeah. fuck it's finished. <laughs> um, oh, good. So we can say fuck. I was wondering if this podcast you could say fuck, but you can. You've just given me permission to. Did I? Yeah. I didn't I, I did actually say it, though. I said the word doesn't mean you can say fuck. <laughs> but, yes. Mate, it's your look, show. You know, yeah. It's my show. You do what you want. There's a whole bunch of questions we're going to ask, and they'll probably lead to other questions and mm-hmm. other conversations. So the first one, did any members of your family suffer from depression and anxiety? Not that I know of. It's never been, never been talked about. Although, now that I think about it, um, mum has been honest from time to time about her her mental health just in later years after retirement when she finished up work and sort of was wondering, what do I do now? Um, so mum's been a bit open about it. No great detail, but, um, no, it wasn't something we talked about. So do you think it's a generation, do you think it's a generational thing? I know, like, I know when I was growing up as a kid, you were told boys, men don't cry and you don't talk about this shit. Yep. You need to figure out a way to deal with it and deal with it. 100%. We don't, we don't know about it. Yeah. But now as parents and me as a grandparent, you have to talk about it. Because if you don't talk about it, you just you, everything just seems to get worse. And I think for me as a kid, it was about not bringing attention to yourself either. Um, not, not being the centre of attention, not taking attention away yeah. from whatever yeah, yeah, else yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. And the old, you know, the old, it's not about you. Yeah. So as a kid, and you probably would have, like, like this probably wouldn't have been big in your school because, you know, you are, how old are you now? I'll be 49 in a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. Susie actually said to you about that. A bit younger, actually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't let the short cropped hair fool you. I think he's a bit older than that. I cut the greys <laughs> off. <yeah. laughs> I have no choice, mate. I can't. Otherwise, I'll be bald everywhere. <laughs> So I'm going to say that probably as a kid, you didn't have any idea of what depression and anxiety was. Um, no, not, not those words. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly as a, as a kid felt, felt bad at times, you know, when, when other kids give you shit, yeah. uh, and make you feel like shit. Um, but yeah, depression, anxiety were not words that I was familiar with as a kid. So, so one around that sort of stuff, when did you think you probably started to notice that those thoughts and feelings were things that you, you probably had? I guess I started to get interested in it or think about it, um, I guess, as a, as a local news guy um, in, in different newsrooms in regional New South Wales. And there were suicides in town. Um, but we weren't allowed to report on them. Um, and, you know, I remember some pretty graphic suicides, people who really wanted to make a point about taking their own yeah, life, yeah, yeah. doing it in a really public place, and we weren't allowed to report on it. And I couldn't help but think at the time, 
surely we should be talking about this, what what this poor person went through and, and be talking about this. And yeah, I guess that was my first sense of people go through some some shit and that's not really a way of, of dealing with it. Um, and looking for ways to, to talk about it or, or open up the conversation. Mm. But I've been, I've always been more interested in talking about other people's problems than my, than my own. Well, it, um, make, well, it makes it easier for you, doesn't it? <laughs> like, if yeah. you go, how are you going? Don't, don't ask me. 100%. <laughs> oh, well, you're, you're dead right. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it that way. I'd, yeah. I'd, yeah, but you're dead right. I'm, I'm, I'm much more interested in hearing about other people's problems, uh, teasing them out, and I guess learning something for myself along the way, absolutely learning yeah. for myself yeah, along yeah. the way and, and being a better person for hearing their story. Yeah. But um, the thought of exploring my own, um, no way. Mm. Mate, because that, like, 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 that's a really tough thing to do, to be able to sit down and go, I've got some problems, what are they and, and how the fuck do I deal with them? Yeah, and I think it, it, it comes back to that, uh, what I mentioned before about not wanting to bring attention to myself, which sounds really stupid because I've had a, you know, a media career. <laughs> yeah, like, don't, look at, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not wanting to bring attention to myself and being much more comfortable bringing the attention to someone else and yeah. being, a, you know, being the one that shines the spotlight. So while we're on that part, like as I said in the introduction, you were you were a huge part when those when those bushfires ripped through Tasman. You were even a bigger part when it decided to you know really roll the shit show um, in twenty nineteen. <laughs> you know in twenty twenty. Yep. From where I sat, people weren't looking to anyone else but you for that sort of you know for for, for that sort of commentary about what was happening, and mate, you would have seen it all. Um, is there anything that you want to actually unpack about, especially like 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 especially because we've had conversation before, probably about that Tartha bushfire in particular? Yeah. So look, I'm I'm always learning about this, and there's not a day goes by where I'm not thinking about the one of those bushfires um, yeah. and trying to trying to work it out and. You know, I feel myself getting emotional about it now, but now I'm able to control it where there, there was a point where, where I couldn't, um, where I would regularly be um, a, a puddle on the floor. And I, I really had to go out of my way to avoid anything that reminded me about it. And, and that, was, that was fucking hard because the stuff was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess the Tartra bushfires was um was the start of it i guess and and you know a real a real honor and a privilege to play that role for your your community and be in that position to be able to to help and and do something and i remember you know whether it's the tartra bushfires or yankees gap or the black summer bushfires i was just grateful to have something to do because there yeah. are a lot of people who were sitting in evacuation centres, twiddling their thumbs with nothing to do, going nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was at least busy and and could could do something, which yeah. I was always really grateful for. And I think that what I what I found interesting about the Tartha bushfires is I was fine up until the first anniversary. For some reason, the first anniversary really got to me, um, and that's 
that was the first time I went and saw a counsellor through the the free bushfire counselling that was that was still available at that stage, um, and that was good. You know, I had my six sessions or or, or whatever it, it was, and was able to to talk through some shit there um, and get some stuff off my chest, um, which which sort of lightened the load. Um, but what the Tathra bushfire did was set us all up for, you know, the, the big one, the, you know, the Black <laughs> Summer bushfires, not to downplay what happened at Tathra. You know, there was, you know, almost 100 homes lost at, at Tathra and, and Vimy Ridge and, and through Tarragonda and then, and then a, you know, a, a dozen homes lost out at, out at Bemboka at the Yankees Gap fire. Mm. But, but it was a great training ground for the black summer and and not just reporting on it and and getting that that sort of key messaging out during the heat of it but also you know establishing those community connections and getting a sense of what recovery looks like and what it doesn't look like and yeah, yeah it was a great a great forerunner into the the shit show that was the black summer you started about regional in 2016 so 2016 rolled on, two years after that, fires come on, and before that, you were actually at the ABC. Yeah, and I was there for almost nine years, or well, nine years, yeah, almost yeah. 10 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I think that probably would have been hard for you to go from ABC about regional, because ABC would have, you know, would have been front and centre in that, in that 2018 <laughs> monster. Yeah. So one of the things I really had to deal with about the, the Tartra bushfires is that, and this, this, I don't know why I still get emotional about this, but um, I remember um, it, it was an awful day and, and our, our place is at, at Black Range. So we're on the opposite side of the ridge to where the bushfire started in, in March 2018. It was sort yeah. of started in that Tarragonda end of things. And I was at home working. It was a Saturday or a Sunday morning. And saw the saw the big plume of smoke go up, and it was already a, a really bad bushfire mm. day. Um, this is before lunch, and it's mm. forty degrees. It's blowing a gale. Saw the plume go up, and thought, right, okay. And our plan is just to get out early. Um, you know, our place is undefendable. So we we got out, we packed up, and we're in the big swimming pool, just paddling about. <laughs> la la la. Um, watching this, this plume get bigger and yeah, bigger yeah, and yeah. bigger. And we'd, I was sort of probably, yeah, probably 18 months on after the, the ABC and, you know, I was still itchy, um, for ABC at that, at that point and seeing this plume of smoke go up and knowing that the ABC was the emergency broadcaster and knowing the training that we'd done and the team that we'd, we'd built, um, you know, being in bigger pool just felt like the dumbest place to be yeah. because I wanted to be in in my old studio, and and I and I couldn't. Um, but they weren't there either. The ABC wasn't broadcasting. Um, they weren't there, and um, the football was on. There was some something happened. Something. Some sort of management breakdown, technical breakdown. They weren't on air doing the job that we were we were trained for, and you know we'd spent 
you know, when I was there, we spent every summer planning for what was about to happen and they weren't there. Um, and so that was, I was, I was just so pissed, so angry that they weren't providing the service and they had no clue about what was going on. And then Tathra started to arrive at the bigger showground, um, just a stream of cars. And that's where nobody knew what was going on. And yeah, people started to ask me because of my history. And that's where we, we just, we just started going. We just started doing shit and reporting on it. Um, and ABC got on air in the end and, and it all started to pick up, but Long way of saying, one of the things I had to deal with out of Tathra was just being so angry that, that, that what I'd spent training for and yeah. what, what the team I was a part of had spent training for, for, you know, almost 10 years when it happened, they weren't there. Um, and look, they the, recognized the mistakes that there was a review done and, and things have changed so that that wouldn't happen again. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and certainly since that time. Um, our local ABC and the ABC in general have really stepped up and done a fantastic job. But at that point in time, yeah. I dropped the ball and yeah. I was just so angry about it. And yeah. it's been something I've had to work through. Yeah. yeah. Still, look at me. I'm a puddle <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> well, that was a surprise. Like, like, and there was an interesting point too that actually come out of that. Because I remember one of the one of the local newspapers going, "What's this bloke doing? Yeah, he's not in part of this, you know, circle of trust anymore. He's just taken over the show." And you know, to his credit, I think they actually reached out to you and said, "Mia culpa, we're really sorry about what we've done." Yeah, you've got a you've got a long memory. Yeah, yeah, that it. And I guess that was one of the things I. Yeah, you're reminding me of because I I didn't. What right did I have to do any of this? I, I wasn't with the ABC anymore. I didn't have that hat to put on. I wasn't part of the official emergency broadcaster. So who was I to step in and do this? Um, so yeah, it was a real sense of of you know what I'm you know of, of not it, not overstepping the line um, and not again. I guess, you know, not, not attracting attention to myself. But if you don't do it, who does it? And that, that's what, <laughs> it, that's what it was. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. really what it was. Yeah. You know, Tathra was at the showground and wondering what the hell was going on. And, and everyone else, like, mate, everyone in B is going, what are they coming here for? Yeah. It was, <laughs> it, and, and even just at the, you know, the, this, it all happened so quick. The showground just wasn't set up. So, yeah. um, because I had you know, relationships with the RFS and with council, you know, and, and I wasn't the only one. There are lots of good people there yeah, who were, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, we've got to work this out together because there's no one here running this, no one here organising this. And this yeah. little, this great group of people formed, just organically come together. We've got to make this happen. And we just started, you know, show society and all sorts of yeah. people. Yeah. But in that situation, that's what happens. Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, you, you know, more so in in I find in regional rural areas where if something happens, it's the sign of a really strong community. And, you know, I, I, uh, you know, whenever there's a natural disaster on the, on the, the TV, people are uh, always quick to say, you know, where's the government, where's the defense force. (laughs) They're never going to be there at the start. It's, it always starts with community and, and having a strong community 
uh, is where it starts every single time. Most definitely. Mm. Now, you also lost a friend. And I think probably the way that that happened was, I think, unpredictable at best. Yeah, it was, he didn't, um, wasn't as a result of the fires, but, um, yeah, just, uh, uh, a fellow that meant a lot to me. Um, and I've got to say his name, you know, we need to speak of the Yeah, dead. we do. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and honor their lives. So, um, Shane O'Leary and here I go again, but yeah, so Shane took his life. Oh, I don't know. I don't know when it was. Um, I can't remember when, um, but, but after the the Tathra bushfires, um, might've even been that, that November of 2018, but I'm, mm. I'm not sure. Um, and Shane was a great supporter, great mate, and was, was someone that during that experience was, um, you know, just sending the odd message, just checking in. Um, but was all, all also someone that was, um, really believed in, in me and, um, uh, really supportive of me. And so when he took his life, it was like, what? A fellow that seemed to have it all together, um, be really successful, really engaging, you know, big man in the room, uh, fellow that everyone loved to be around. You know, when he took his life, um, it was a, a real jolt that, you know, if someone like Shane can mm. feel that way, feel that bad, and that's the option that he that he took, then, you know, you start to worry about yourself and wonder mm. where your own brain and your own thoughts can go to. You know, if, if that's where this guy got to, yeah. and he was super smart, super funny, charismatic, yeah. believed in me, believed in the Bega Valley and, and this place, if that's the choice he took, then what what can our brain do yeah. to us? Yeah. You, you know, where does that leave fucking me? Yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. And you know, I'm not as smart or as good looking or as funny as him. And <laughs> what? So, so after that time, and you've talked about cancelling before, what other methods have you tried? Oh, so I haven't done much counselling at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and just basically those six free. I have reached out a couple of times to EAP through, mm. through work, um, yeah. just for, little things, but I, I, that was never, I've never really been satisfied with that, but I've always found counseling. I've never been sure whether it's, whether it's for me. So I haven't done much counseling, but probably needed to, I guess there's the silly stuff I've done, the bad stuff I've done to try and cope with, with some <laughs> of that stuff. And that's, you know, a lot of booze, yep. a lot of booze was part of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some really unhealthy drinking habits. But I think what I think of the more positive stuff I've done to yeah. um, try and, and build my mental fitness and, and correct what's going wrong in my head, it's, it's the sort of stuff that you teach that I learned from you around, um, you know, motion is the lotion. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm not a natural sportsman, but I always feel better after, after being active. Yeah. And I, I just thought of it today, actually, uh, um, uh, a saying that you used to say to me at, at the school, um, you know, let's lift some heavy shit. 
And, yeah. you know, you always feel better after lifting yeah, yeah, heavy shit. Yeah. And I was lifting sleepers and big boulders and stuff around the garden today. And I thought, it's been a while since I've lifted some heavy shit. This feels good. Now, you know, you know, for a bloke who's, as you said, not a natural sports person, what is your claim to fame? What are you now? You're a what? So moving to Canberra um, and um, I, was, I was really aware that the move to Canberra I needed to um, I needed to connect with some people because I was feeling really. One of the things I noticed in myself is that I was I was isolating myself from from people. I was avoiding people. I was avoiding conversations, and I was just um, bunkering down, isolating yeah. myself. Yeah. And do I, you think that was because of the fact that you knew that every single question was going to be about the bushfires? Yes, yes, and no. It yeah. was more. Um, and I'm, I'm still thinking this stuff through and was thinking this stuff through today when I'm lifting sleepers and, and rocks around the, the garden. I think I just didn't know what, uh, I, I think when I left the ABC, I lost my identity and I cringe mm. a bit at saying that because it sounds like such a bloody cliche, but, um, and I, I didn't really know how to engage with people, I think, or who I was after after the redundancy at the ABC. And yeah. so I was sort of reluctant to engage with people because, oh, you know, what, yeah. have, what have I got to bring? Um, and, yeah, I think, I think that was largely it. Yeah, there's always the bushfires yeah. always come up, but I've always found that, I've always found that really helpful and especially being back this summer, I've heard, you know, different stories and different experiences that people have. And it's been, it's been healthy to hear that range of experiences that, that people have had. So I don't think it was necessarily avoiding the bushfires. I think it was just because oh, it, was, it was what my brain was telling me to do, you know, yeah. just isolate yourself, yeah, stay yeah, yeah. out of the way. And then you moved to Canberra to take up what role? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I want to was, isolate. I don't want to talk to anybody. But what? A, but, but I'm going to go to Canberra. To do what? Yeah, Mr. So, yeah, Campbell, get involved in politics. With, <laughs> you know, with, with the local member, um, the local federal member, yeah. too, mind you. <laughs> but I guess there was one. There was something about work and private life that that you know I was always happy at work. And you know, if I've got a purpose, and I, I guess I've always doubted why would someone want to talk to me unless it was about. <laughs> What my work, unless it yeah, involved yeah, yeah. my yeah. work, why the hell would somebody want to talk to me? You know, yeah. that's what I, my, my work was my identity. You know, I'm not a sportsman. I'm not an artist. Um, I, I'm not, I, I'm not necessarily funny or, or do anything that outside of my work that others might be interested yeah. in. So yeah. I, I think that was, that was probably it. I was comfortable at work, but in my private life, it was okay. So we're living in Canberra now. I'm, I'm not a natural sports person, you know, but I'm going to go and dip a dragon boat or in the water. Yeah, so I, I, <laughs> so I'm, I got into dragon boating, and it was, it was, it was a bit of me forcing myself to join a community. And so I always people. thought it was me because I actually joined up down here. I thought you were trying to follow me. So, I can't live up to you, mate. <laughs> I can't follow you. I, I gave up competing with you a long time ago. You'll always beat me. <laughs> But I got, yeah, got involved in dragon boating because um, I, I knew um, activity was good for me and I knew that being around people was good for yep. me. 
And and when I wasn't at work, you know, what am I doing then? Yeah. There was all this time that I had to fill in. And if if I'm in the Bega Valley, you know, my time was always about working. Yeah. Wherever I was. Yeah. No, private time, work time, there was always something for me to do. There was yeah. all, it was always work related, whether it was a, a barbecue with mates and we're talking about stuff or, you know, it just feeds into mm. your work. Yeah. But Canberra was different. Um, and so I'm with um, a, a member of Invictus Dragon Boat Club. Actually, I need to renew my membership today. <laughs> it expires today. I need to renew Don't my membership. Don't get rid of him. Don't get rid of him. He's a, he's a good oarsman. So I've been, yeah, I've been with them for, I think this is my fourth season with yep. Invictus, joined in 2020. And um, yeah, really love it. I, you know, go figure. I live on the coast all my life and I moved to Canberra and take up a water sport. On Lake Burley Griffin. Lake Burley Griffin, of, yeah. you know, the, the big drain yeah. of Canberra. Yes. But yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. I, yeah. I love it. Um, and it's the first sport where I have felt, you know, moderately competent. And um, oh, yeah, okay. I just love racing and beating people. Yes. It's so good. It doesn't yeah. happen often, but when yeah. it when it happens, it's it's a lot of fun and they're a great crew of people. Um you know, you just get in the pa- get in the boat and and paddle. Um and, and you, you obviously must be pretty good at it because you recently made the what? Well, we went to the uh, <laughs> Australian Championships. <laughs> Invictus made it through. Um I'm not which, good though, which was which was great. It was a lot of fun and I I, I need to get back into that headspace because we were we trained hard. That mm. was must have been early twenty three in yeah. in Aubrey, and we trained hard. And I've I've fallen out of that habit um, uh, a little bit. We'll get your ass but back it, in the boat. It felt Mr. so Campbell. good. Felt so good yeah. to be training that hard, to have that purpose and that goal to work to. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm missing that a little bit at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Well, you need to. Well, you need to renew your membership. I do. And get back in the boat. Get back in the fucking Absolutely. boat. Absolutely. Well, I've boat. been paddling with Marimbula while I've been down oh, here. The Marimbula water dragon. So what's that's, the that's... um? What's the difference in water quality? Oh, you know, <laughs> I've been sending photos to my teammates in in Canberra. <laughs> Caught this, you know, paddling on Marimbula Lake. So I want you to put these in order for me. Mm-hmm. You, family, work, life, community. Put them in order. Put them in order. So the reason why, so the reason why I ask this is because I know there's a lot of people that go family comes first, mm-hmm. or life comes first, or work comes first, <clears throat> and I think it's always good to ask that question because it, it sort of gets you to think about that bigger picture. Now I now I've got a fair idea of how you're going to place them, um, and I can guarantee you that you're not number one. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because you've hit on something I've been thinking about lately. So one of the things that I've, so I guess there's the list that I have now and the list that I want to have. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so one of the, one of the things that I've noticed about me post bushfires and, and, and trying to. And, and, you know, it's not just bushfires, it's a whole heap of stuff, but trying to clear stuff from your, your head yeah. is that, that I've probably become really selfish. I've probably been too inward looking and not thinking enough about my family that, um, I've retreated into myself 
and have spent way too much time in there. Um, and as a result, I've probably become too selfish and too isolated within myself. And I need to push myself to engage with other people again. Yeah. And, you know, my family needs to be at, at the top of that list. Yeah. And they probably haven't been for a long time. Um, yeah, for a long time. Um, cause the, yeah, the work was always coming first. And again, again, yeah. I guess that's, that's, that's a me thing. That's a putting yourself first yeah. for, for work. Um, yeah. so I need to do that, that flip. I need to be a better, better family man, um, yeah. and put them at the top of the list. Um, and not just my immediate family of, of five, of, of three, three kids and a partner, um, but my extended family as, as well. Um, and equally, you know, the friend network. And I guess that's, you know, where community mm. comes in, um, as you know, I need to need to do that, that better. What else is on your list? Um, work, life and community. Yeah. So I think where I, where I need to get, where I want to get is, is family, community, um, I think, I think you need to have yourself fairly highly ranked in there yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, life and work follow. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's, like, it's interesting you say that because I don't think you've ever been probably put yourself up on the top of that list for that, you know, for the length of time that I've known you and I've known you for, when did I get a phone call? Remember that phone call I got from Megan? Yeah. <laughs> I still got my memory card. <laughs> What it's, number are you? It's the only reason I carry a wallet these days is, is for my School of Strength membership No card. way. Where is it? Here it is. What number are you? Number 10. <laughs> what do I get for that? Is it free uh, Big Mac or something? Yeah, free Big Mac and, um, you know, a frozen Coke. So, so yeah, I, I don't know when that when that was, but yeah, um, yeah, Megan, my wife, identified that and, you know, she's the smart one. Um, which won't surprise as they anyone. Always, as they always are, mate. Yeah, and that's where she reached out to you and said, and, and you know, can you put Ian under your wing, please? No, it wasn't. No, it yeah. was Ian's coming to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Ian's, Adrian, it's Megan. Yes, Megan, how you doing? Ian's coming to see you. That's not how it works, Megan. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And look, you know, mate, look, you know, it was like, and I didn't know half that stuff back then. So that was, you know, to, to have this conversation has been, you know, really good. But, you know, I, I really um, am grateful for that time that we spent first in your, your garage. <laughs> um, and now look at it. And because it, it, you know, when I, t I guess you know, I'm learning something here. When I talk about, I've always thought counselling wasn't for me, wasn't what I needed. <laughs> but it's, it's lifting heavy shit and talking shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yep. And I th one of the things that I learned at, during, I've had this sort of, messy three years in Canberra of, of different jobs yeah. going from one job to the other, which is all connected to this. But I did some time working for Fordham Australia, a great mental health charity yeah, for yeah, yeah. first responders. And Fordham have a great setup of, of sort of, you know, formal counseling and, and psychology for people who need it. But, but their bread and butter is simply organizing community events where people come together and just hang out. 
whether it's a barbecue or whether it's going to Magic Mountain or or kayaking down at, at Eden, mm. they just they're the ones that bring people together and create an event, build yep. those personal connections, build that community, which is exactly what you've done here at School of Strength and what yep. I was lucky to tap into with a shove from Megan. Um, it was a shove. You know, that's the stuff that I know works for for me rather yep. than that that formal counselling. Yeah. And I think that's probably what works for, you know, 95% of people. And I think you're right, mate. I, th I think while that formal counselling has its place, it, it, it's those everyday conversations that you have. And just the very simple, and I love the phrase that are you okay have. And, you know, for some reason, people just think it's a big joke. But if you want to ask that question, you've got to be prepared to take, to have an answer. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and if you, if you go, are you okay? And walk away and don't engage, you're not helping anybody. It ain't a throwaway line. If you no. ask that question, you've got to stop yeah. and be ready for yeah, what, yeah. what comes and follow up. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I learned through my time at Fordham. Yeah. You know, you can ask that question once, but if you don't get the answer, you think that is yeah, the yeah, honest yeah. answer, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got to be able to ask yeah. it again. Mm. So what's been the nicest thing has anybody ever said about you to others? Um, oh, look, you know, I, I think the, you know, the role I played during the bushfires brought me a lot of attention and a lot of recognition. And I was very grateful for all the lovely things and the gratitude that people showed on the, on the back of that. Mm. Um, you know, gratitude is a, is a, is a powerful thing and it's certainly been, been good for me and I've appreciated the the gratitude and the recognition that people have showed me out of, out of that experience. But I think when I, I, I love it when my dragon boat coach says, you know, that was a good session, Ian. <laughs> you had your A-frame working perfectly. <laughs> that was those, a good session. And for those people that go an A-frame, <laughs> what is that? You'll just have to, you'll just have to get on the Invictus on the Invictus Facebook page, and and then hopefully when 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 Ian renews his <laughs> membership, he can actually go Facebook Live and show you the difference between a good A frame and a poor A frame. All right, how do you want to be remembered? Um, I think yeah, I want to I want to be remembered as the I'm getting emotional again as the the dad that made those three great kids. They're they're, they're amazing. They're you know, we've, we've only got one at, at school, but you know, she bosses us around like a, <laughs> like she's an adult. Yeah. Um, but there we've made three great humans and I'm yeah, really proud of, of them. And, and so being remembered for being half the genes that <laughs> made them, um, yeah, is, is, is good for me. Mate, looking at, yeah. I've got, so just so you know, I've got a, a nearly seven-year-old granddaughter who bosses everyone around already. So I, I don't know what it's like when she's going to get to be Lucy's age because <laughs> she's going to be an absolute horror. <laughs> All right. Final question. What is your funeral song? Ooh. Funeral song. So this is very topical because at, at Palliative Care Australia, one of the things we we've, we've did in 2023 was pull together list of, of funeral songs. <laughs> <laughs> the popular funeral songs of 2023. Wowza. And there's a there's a playlist on Spotify. If I you want to search gonna make it. Palliative Care Australia, okay. you'll, you'll find our playlist right. of funeral songs. But I, there's there's can I have two? My funeral's yes. going to be very long. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, okay. there's a lot of music I would love to play. Yeah. But um, uh, 
Coldplay's uh, Viva La Vida, okay. um, which I think translates into Live the Life. Um, so I, I think there's a great message in that song, but I just love the sound of it. And it makes me remember a great live performance that happened of that song at the Mumbler School here in Bega on the back of the the big summer music camp that okay. they used to used to hold. And, you know, it was the culmination of the music camp and this beautiful live performance of of kids and adults. There would have been a hundred of them in the Mumbler School Hall playing that song. It was just brilliant. Wowza. Um and then the other songs probably um Paul Kelly's Deeper Water. Mm. Just um, you know, love Paul Kelly, but that song in particular's just got a really great sound about it and a and a great story about the the passage of life. Yeah. Um just a, a really good song. Yeah, mate. I can't listen to that song without oh, crying. No. Brings me undone <laughs> every single time. And if it's time. in the car? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hurry There's up. something about Hurry that up. song. It, yeah, it, look, absolutely. It, and, it, and if you haven't listened to it, just sit. And if you can't listen to lyrics, put a set of headphones on and just look at the wall. Yep. Because there's something about those lyrics that just fucking just whip you. Yep. And as much as I, you know, as much as it stirs up emotions in me yeah. and causes that sort of pain. Yeah. Um, and you know, music is something I turn to as well. When yeah. you know, when I when I do need a lift, um, music is something I I turn to as well. Put the put the earbuds in and and go for a walk <laughs> or go for a run and and listen to some tunes. Well, Mr. Campbell, we are done and dusted. Well, mate, it's been a abs- You know, you use these words and and I use them too. It's been an absolute honour and a privilege. Hundred percent, mate. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you. Thank you. If this podcast has brought up any issues for you, always know that you can reach out to organisations such as Lifeline on 131114, where help is available any time, day and night. There is always someone willing to listen to you. And finally, thank you, dear listener, for tuning into our very first episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you tell your friends about it. Please leave us a five-star review and press subscribe. SOS Chats is co-produced by me, Adrian Day, and Myung Jae Yee. Theme song written by Luca E. This is a Manning Grinesque production. This is an important message from the School of Strength in Bega about sleep. Sleep. Who doesn't love it? But when we think about sleep, here are the keys to getting the best quality. Firstly, get your device out of the room. The bedroom is for two things. Sleep is one thing. Secondly, work out a sleep plan. If you need to get up at 7am to get ready and you need eight hours of sleep, then you need to be asleep by 11pm. So get ready for bed at 10pm. Give yourself an hour to do stuff. Thirdly, make your room as dark and as cool as possible. Use blackout curtains if need be. If you have gaps in your curtains, get them fitted properly. The ideal temperature for sleep is 18.3 degrees, so get as close as you can. Oh, and try to get a 26-minute nap during your waking hours. If it's good enough for NASA astronauts, it's good enough for us. School of Strength. 
www.ghostbusters.com.au